The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Anyway, back to housing and uh, the uh, louder calls for the eviction ban to stay. Um, why? Well, first of all, we in Labour have been seeking to put forward constructive measures to address the housing crisis. Our president has referred to it indeed as a housing disaster because we're conscious that it is affecting everyone across the country, that so many families are affected. We've seen absolutely horrifying, shocking figures of people in homelessness, 11,632 people in December. That includes over 3,400 children who are in homelessness. That is in emergency accommodation. It doesn't, of course, take into account those who are sleeping rough, who are couch surfing, who are in housing insecurity. So before Christmas, we in the, across the opposition indeed, uh, sought the government, called upon government to introduce a time-limited ban on evictions to try and prevent families entering homelessness and households over Christmas. Uh, the government eventually did so. Uh, despite that, uh, you know, we see now so many people, so many families, uh, really fearful that they're going to face a cliff edge when the eviction ban comes to an end. And it will come to an end from early April to June. You know, there's staggered periods depending on when people's tenancies began. But there's a really serious issue with insecurity for people who are facing that sort of that awful news of leaving their home. And so we in Labour have called for an extension of the eviction ban, again, on a temporary basis until the end of the year. But that's not just in itself. We've also called on government to introduce a series of seven other emergency emergency measures, and indeed we put a motion down in the door last week on this, uh, emergency measures which would address in the short term uh, the chronic undersupply of homes and of housing. Uh, we've called on government, for example, to ramp up the so-called tenant in situ scheme. This is a scheme whereby councils can step in and buy homes from landlords who wish to sell in order to prevent the tenants, the family within the home from entering homelessness. And, you know, the government have, have themselves said that this is an important scheme, and yet they don't seem to be prepared to push local authorities on it. And we're hearing really yeah. serious well, concerns you know, from landlords and tenants alike. You'd so, have you know, to... That's just one of the other measures. Yeah, you'd but have to pay market value and then who establishes market value um, you know does the council turn up at the auction and just keep bidding until there are, I don't know uh, there are ways because compulsory purchase involves agreed valuations uh, for uh, bits of gardens that are needed for roads uh, and so on uh, but the, the question of you know, unintended consequences. Already we see landlords fleeing the market because they fear that they will effectively lose control of properties that they may have worked hard for and saved for and so on and are currently may be part of their pension pot. Eventually they would have to realise that pension pot and flog it. But they're thinking, well, maybe with uh, not with this government perhaps, but with the next government, that won't be possible. I want to get out now while the going is good. Well, I certainly hear in my own constituency from many people who are in that category that are often described as accidental landlords. I hear also from many families and individuals who are renting who are facing that terrible fear of eviction. And, you know, I think this debate, it's important not to lose sight of the overall failure. This is a state failure. This is a failure, certainly in the last seven years of prosperity. It's a failure of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael governments. A failure where they didn't invest in the necessary building and construction of new homes so that, the, so that there would be a sufficient supply. We've seen private landlords uh, really stepping in, I suppose, to fill a gap 
for that state failure. So this is not about scapegoating or, you know, criticising individual landlords, many of whom, as you say, bought in good faith. But they bought as an investment. And that's the problem with our housing market. It is seen as a market. It's not, we don't see housing in our state policies as a right. And we need to move and pivot our policies to ensure that home, that people have a right to a home, that, where, that, we, that we provide for greater security of tenure for tenants, and indeed that we are no longer so reliant on small private landlords filling that massive gap, that chronic yeah. undersupply. But, but it, again, going delivered. back to that and point this, about yeah. frightening the private landlord out of the market, if, if they're so important in plugging the gap, and, uh, you know, you might think, uh, well, a house is a house, an apartment is an apartment, somebody will be living in it, so does it really matter um, you know, who owns it, if it's sold into the private sector, well then, you know, a family will live in that, that's fine. It doesn't, you know, none of this tinkering creates any more houses unless we get more developers doing it privately and more councils doing it publicly. Well, look, the first thing is the state should be massively increasing and urgently increasing the construction of affordable homes on public land. And that's a crucial aspect. And of course, any measure to, on, on uh, preventing ex- ex- evictions is only one piece of an overall programme of measures that government need to adopt. As I say, we put forward a series of eight emergency measures last week. Government, unfortunately, uh, refused to accept those measures and indeed have called a vote tonight. In the yeah. on those. Just, just to remind us, in addition, it's too to, big an issue, Pat. Yeah, can can you tell us uh, what those eight were, briefly if you can, because eight is a lot of uh, boxes to tick. So what are the eight emergency measures? Well, first of all, not only the extension of the eviction ban on a time-limited basis, but also mandating the Residential Tenancies Board to inform local councils when a notice for eviction has been served. That's to ensure that councils can then uh, step in and buy at market value from the landlord in order to prevent homelessness. And Pat, may I say, I'm hearing from landlords who want, want to, in, to engage with that scheme and who are deeply frustrated because their okay. local council is unwilling to do so. Right, That's one first one. thing. Second, introduce monthly reporting from each council on the tenants in situ scheme with adequate reasons as to why they don't proceed if they aren't proceeding with purchase. Because what we're seeing is serious inconsistencies across councils. We've actually got a parliamentary question in from my office seeking the overall number. The Minister of Housing tells us there were 700 properties in December mm-hmm. within this scheme, but we just can't get figures okay. in individual Next councils. Okay, We need that data. Third one, begin an emergency public house building programme using full resources of the state. Because one of the key issues is we simply don't know how many homes have been built. And we're seeing a most unseemly row at the moment where government are suggesting they've met targets and uh, other data suggests they haven't last year. That's the, yeah, the CSO have intervened and said but the, the people who suggested otherwise hadn't uh, factored in all the uh, independently built houses rather than developments and so on. Um, now, Mary, uh, I'll come back to you, Van in a moment, but Mary Fitzpatrick, Fianna Fáil Senator, Party Spokesperson on Housing, listening to all of this. Uh, what say you, Mary? I'm rolling my eyes here, Pat, I have to tell you. I'm just wondering, like... <laughs> Uh, is Havana across what the government is actually doing um, and what the state is actually doing in terms of housing? She talks about a massive increase in housing. Housing for all is €20 billion Euro of an investment, state investment, to massively increase the supply of all types of housing. Social, affordable, private housing, 300,000 uh, additional homes. She talks about renters. Does she know that we already have a winter eviction ban in place? Does she know that there isn't a cliff edge to that winter ban? ban, that we have extended notice periods, we've extended protections, we've increased housing assistance payments, we have increased the income, the qualifying income thresholds 
for social housing that we have given, we are providing renters with a thousand euros of a tax credit back of their monies paid, that there is a tenant in situ programme in place. This government put it in place and this government is working with local authorities right across the country to prevent homelessness. Like, we, we do need to be honest in this debate. Everybody is committed to using every possible um, resource that is available to massively increase the supply yeah. of now, housing. What about, Mary, what about an eviction ban that you just can't throw somebody out? It. Yeah, we introduced it. No, we introduced it's, it's temporary. It's temporary. The idea yeah, that, you, that you could never evict someone from uh, a property, What's to, what is your attitude to that? You mean indefinitely give a tenant? Yeah. Uh, so what we have done is in- introduced a winter eviction ban, which doesn't have a cliff edge to it. It does have a tapered ending. And we've extended notice periods. And we have increased security of tenure for tenants, for renters. We need to move to a model whereby people who rent have security of tenure. And that's why we've introduced the affordable cost rental model, where people basically can rent, as they do in Vienna. 60% of the population lives in public housing in Vienna, a modern, successful city. Okay, just getting back to councils, Mary, getting getting back to councils. I mean, councils do go into the private housing market and buy houses. And in fact, some of the councils who boast about uh, the provision of homes, uh, often it's stuff that they've bought on the open market from private developers. Um, What more can they do? I mean, is it your view that the resources are there, the building resources, the labour resources and so on, to actually build more, that councils themselves perhaps become developer or uh, should they be employing private developers who may not want their business uh, to accelerate housing? It's not an either-or path. I mean, we need to do everything. As I said, everything that can be done must be done to resolve the housing crisis. So when you talk about local authorities buying properties, let me give you an example. In Cabra, you know it well. It's a, a originally built as local authority housing. Mm-hmm. Many of the homes were sold. Some of them have been rented privately. Tenants, some of those tenants are on the social housing list. They come to me, the landlord is selling up. They are going to potentially uh, face homelessness. So I have engaged with the city council successfully with the landlord and the tenant. The tenant remains in situ because they qualify for social housing. The housing meets their need. The local authority purchased the house and the landlord okay. moves on. The person didn't want to be but, a landlord. But, but, in the but Mary, but here, here we have, you know, a lack of, a lack of a political foresight uh, by all parties. Um, councils sell in a tenant purchase scheme houses they've built. Uh, they sell them at a discount yeah. to tenants. And then they have to replace those houses with houses at full market value. What kind of kind of crazy thinking is that? historical um, policy uh, part and it stems from the Irish desire and our value on No but I mean what, what, no, what, what ordinary person what ordinary person would actually you know sell their perfectly good car for a discount and then have to buy another car at a higher price I yeah, mean that, that does car, not make sense it's, it's not a car it's a home and, this, and, and you have to go you back you know to what I mean it's a bad well, business absolutely. it's a bad business uh, model well, to, to, to sell low and have to buy high it doesn't make sense the, well if you let me answer the question what originally it set out was the state was supporting people into home ownership so the state was financially supporting the delivery of homes social homes that people could rent initially because they weren't in a position 
to secure a mortgage. And this is a historical uh, program, Pat. And it speaks to the equality of opportunity for homeownership sure. and for everybody to have a secure home. And it's a much broader philosophical debate. And it's one we it, have it to is. have. In the but is there, is there a clawback? The right I mean, if, if you buy it at discount and then you flog it, is there a clawback? There is a clawback. Absolutely, there is. And, and the thing about it is, Pat, that really what's important is is that people have, one, an opportunity. Everybody should have an opportunity to have a, a secure and affordable home that meets their needs. But then on top of that, there has to be options. Some people will, will want to buy private, will buy private, will be financially in a position to do it. But we, there will be others who financially will not be in a position to do that. And we believe, Fianna Fáil believes, and actually not just believes it, but delivers on it, putting home ownership into people's reach and be that affordable homes or be it private homes. Okay, now I want to go back to you both finally on this one and that is the question of HAP. I mean, Mary, you mentioned that HAP, uh, the qualifications and so on have been broadened. Uh, The rate of HAP has been increased. I have uh, an underlying unease about HAP that HAP has caused a huge inflation in rents. The more people had given to them by the state to pay for rent, the more the landlords took it and increased their rents. I believe what caused the inflation in rent was the lack of supply, Pat. That was the fundamental driver. No, but if the money's not there, the state is actually paying these landlords a lot of money. Some of them are historical landlords where, the, the, you know, their basic cost of providing this accommodation has long been retrieved in the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then HAP comes along and suddenly, you know, the state is effectively paying gouging uh, rents uh, directly, more or less, via the tenant to the landlord. The only, w- the only way we're going to address affordability is by increasing supply, massively increasing supply, and also increasing in that supply, affordable supply. And that's where we uh, have the local authorities deliver actual affordable homes by you, and the affordability is delivered through the use of state-owned lands. That's a massive subvention. That uh, yeah. massively increases the potential to deliver actual affordability. Okay, Ivana, finally, Ivana, on HAP, I mean, that suspicion that it fueled massive inflation in rents. Well, I think the problem with HAP, the housing assistance payment, is really that it was intended as a short-term assistance, a support to people. But what we're now seeing is that it is, in fact, costing the state a huge amount of money to keep people in uh, private rental accommodation, money that we better spent investing in state state building of homes, of affordable homes in public land. And I'll say this, no matter how much eye-rolling we and, you know, scoffing from government spokespersons uh, we hear about, the reality is the government's housing policy is failing. It's failing all of those people who are currently in emergency accommodation. It's failing all of those people who cannot afford to buy or indeed rent their own homes. It's failing the families and individuals I hear from every day in my own constituency facing a cliff edge of an eviction uh, and and unable to find any alternative home. we, 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 will, we will have to leave it there, but we've got some very interesting comments and analysis from our listeners. But Ivana Bacic, the leader of the Labour Party, and Senator Mary Fitzpatrick of Fianna Fáil, thank you both very much for joining us on the programme. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.